Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Dapper Dividends number 44. Welcome back to Dapper Dividends number 44. And today I was at, I don't do that all the time. I don't know why I did that. So if if this is your first time hearing this, that was just a complete, uh, I don't know. I get goofy sometimes. I don't care. I just do what I want when I want it because it's my podcast. That's why. So today I had training all day today. It's worked out beautifully. It was a very poor quality weather day here in Chicago. It's a little chilly. It rained and it's been dark and wet and damp all day. Once a year, usually in the spring, right before my birthday in April, I do this Three Rivers Manufacturers Association, also known as TRMA, how clever. We have to go once a year to be recertified to work at certain plants like Sitgo or ExxonMobil or Lion Del Bazel. You see a theme here why I get to work at some of these places and then I invest in them. That's over here in the Chicagoland, the uh, West Suburban area. So all day, it's kind of boring. We do basic training. They call it BOP, basic orientation process. Um, you do this training, you sit in a classroom for six hours and you do the computer test at the end. And then you have to do a computer test that's site specific for either Exxon or Lyondell or Sitgo or Noron. Uh, they were um, Exo Nobel, and that's a new name I'm not familiar with, uh, chemical place. And you have to be, nobody can just walk on. They don't just hire people. You have to be enrolled in these programs in order to get on site because in the past, they had some bad accidents. As I saw today, people getting crushed, people blowing up parts of plants, people getting killed. So a lot of these, a lot of these companies, they wanted to band together and say, okay, we need some standard here of contractors that are coming on. So we go through this training every year to make sure that you're at least paying attention and passing the quizzes. So you're not just some, you know, for lack of a better phrase, complete moron that's going to endanger the life of everybody working at that plant. So it's in our best interest and it's in their best interest as well. And Yeah, so I did that all day today, and usually it's a beautiful sunny day, and I have to be inside of a building all day, which for me, as you know, is not normal because I work primarily outside and I drive around all day. So today was very fitting. It was raining all day, perfect day to do this. And it was delayed because of COVID. They shut down and they just reopened up about a month ago from what I understand. So there's been a bit of a backlog, but it's all done. It's in the books. Yours truly got a paid day off of work today, sitting in a building, learning and going through something I've gone through several times before. And it's kind of funny as I was doing this, I was, you're not supposed to have your phone on. And if anybody from Three Rivers is listening, that would be pretty crazy if just, if that is because this podcast is so nascent, which is beginning or newborn in its infancy stages. Uh, I had my cell phone on the the desk, but it was kind of under a paper. I had it hidden, so I was able to watch the tickers all day. Uh, that was fun. So if the, the instructor of the class came by, I just like, kind of pulled the paper over the phone until he walked by. And then he would go back in the front of the room for 20, 25 minutes or so. And I just yeah, slide the paper back and just sit there watching tickers all day while I'm learning something I've been through a hundred times before. But... <clears throat> what I was watching today, which did not surprise me, was Tesla, ticker symbol, 
T-S-L-A. I got it right. I think Friday I was tired. I was calling them tickler symbols. So if you want to call them ticker symbols or tickler symbols, I really don't care. Knock yourself out. So Tesla, I was watching today, kind of like a limbo. How low can you go? Like a limbo dance. Uh, it was falling. It was. It suffered its worst day in its history. And all I can say is I am not surprised. On my YouTube charting video I did last week, I predicted when Tesla was right around 500, I, I looked at the CCI indicator and you can watch the video if you go to YouTube. Uh, go to Dapper Dividends, you'll find it. It was the one where I did Tesla, Zoom, and AMD, I believe. And you will see that I pointed out that the CCI uh, was pointing down. It was making lower highs, which when that happens, uh, it's making lower highs, but Tesla was making higher highs. So Tesla was moving up and the CCI indicator was moving down, which we call bearish divergence, which means almost inevitably in the very near term, a dip is coming. Now that near term could have been a day. It could have been a week and a half. I don't know. That's the thing about the charts and the indicators, the charting chart reading, which is technical analysis. So technical analysis is a art, not a science, meaning that it tells you what is likely to happen, but not what is going to happen. And I've seen plenty of times where the charts are wrong because at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is if somebody is buying from somebody that's selling. That's all that matters. When you have a lot of buyers that want to purchase something, the price is going to go up. And when you have a lot of sellers wanting to sell something, obviously, I'm here I am explaining supply and demand, that sucker's going to go down. That's all that it takes. The stock market is one gigantic auction place. Now, with that being said, I will say there is a lot of robo-advisors. There's a lot of algo traders and robo traders and people that trade strictly off the chart. They do no fundamental analysis. They're strictly speculating on price movement, which is unfortunately, as I went on StockTwits today, just to look. So I had been on StockTwits. If you're not familiar, StockTwits is, um, it's really not that good. It, I like to use it for the, to keep track of prices in the pre-market. Um, it's not that good for knowledge sharing. Sometimes it can be. It's it's usually sophomoric and childish and a lot of people making posting stupid gifts and and a lot of people ripping people for either being too bearish or too bullish on, on any particular equity. But if you haven't heard of it, check it out. Download the app. Go on to StockTwits. See what people are saying there. You'll get a laugh. But <clears throat> people were freaking out. They are just beside themselves. You know, one guy says, I'm going to have to file for bankruptcy now. Obviously joking, but a lot of these retail investors, they, they I knew this was going to happen because if I go back in time, this is something I probably would have done. Just buy Tesla. Everybody's talking about Tesla. You see Tesla on the news. Tesla, Tesla, it's just going up. You can't lose. Just put your money in. Now, I know better. And I had sold Tesla around 250 a share way back. I had bought it around 210, I think, 220. I made a few, maybe 20 bucks a share. Not a lot because it, I was nervous. The, the fundamentals, I did not like them. And I was just trying to make a few bucks. Now, I, could I have foreseen this? Hell no. Anybody that's telling you that it was going to be pushing $3,000 a share, 
before the split now come on they didn't know that people speculated which is what you do as i always say if a company does not make money like tesla was not making money they were burning cash and there's still something to be said about that a lot of people are saying that the sec is asleep at the wheel and they're kind of turning a blind eye to some of the hijinks and shenanigans that are going on within tesla Uh, a lot of the accounting gimmicks they're doing to make themselves look profitable that being said phenomenal car I've only written in, I think I told you this. I think I told you, what am I in Ireland now? I think I told you a story about the one and only time I've ridden in a Tesla. It was my friend's father-in-law stopped by. We're at a get together and he had bought a Tesla and we were good in pizza. He's like, Hey, why don't we go? We'll pick it up. So I laughed. I just, I couldn't stop smiling the whole way. I remember sitting in the back seat saying, this is the future. This is the most fun I've ever had riding in an automobile and I want one. So I love Teslas. One day I will own a Tesla. Now, as you know me, I don't buy, I'll never buy a brand new car. I came close buying my Dodge Ram, which is what I take my my rusty Ram 78 namesake from. I came so close to buying a Dodge Ram brand new. I bought it, I think three to four months old, close to new. It was pre-owned by a guy that did a lot of driving and he put almost 5,000 miles on the thing in um, in about four or five months time. So I got a, <laughs> well, I was going to say a good deal. I guess I got about 4,000 or so off of buying it new. So it wasn't full price, but I kept that truck. I ran that into, a, into the ground and where was I going with this? Oh yeah, I will not buy a new car. No more new vehicles for me there, you know, unless I, I make it big and I can pay with cash, but I just don't see it. So someday I will buy a used Tesla. It's just, I looked on Y charts. I like to use them for PE history. Get this Tesla. So it makes me laugh that people are not understanding why Tesla is going down. Tesla on uh, August 31st had a PE of 1,297. For those of you don't know that that don't know, that means you on that day, if you bought a share of Tesla, you were paying $1,297 for every $1 that they earned. That is absurd and obscene and not likely to last. So if you are a buy and hold investor and I, if it gets low enough, I probably will pick up a few shares. But when I look at that as uh, I did my fundamental analysis, nope, no, sir, no way. I would not touch it there because I knew a drop was coming. Now it went up a lot more after they announced the split, which is another crazy thing because the split does not change the valuation of the company. One penny. It doesn't. People were saying after the split, I, I, there was on Twitter, people were retweeting people saying, you know, Tesla, look how cheap it is now. How many shares do you think I should buy? It's like, no, it's the same exact price as it was before the split. It's just, they took a $5 bill and gave you five singles. You do not have any more or any less money. You have the exact same but that's why companies do it. It looks more appealing. And over time, people forget about the split and they come in and they just start buying the shares and it goes back up and they split again. As I showed two weeks ago on my Johnson and Johnson video. Uh, video. So if you bought a share of Johnson and Johnson in 1947 and held it through all the splits, one share, it would be worth about 1,666 shares, 1,666 shares today. But 
Tesla, it's going, it's probably going to go down a little more. People are going to think it's cheap and keep buying it. But as it is right now, I believe I didn't write it down. I think the PE is still somewhere around eight, seven, 800, which is crazy. That means you're still paying, even if it's $800 for every $1 of earnings that they make. That's why when you see companies that have PEs of, you hear it being high at like 45, 50, people say that's crazy paying $50 for every $1 of share. So this shows you how nutty that things got with Tesla. And it's a lot of retail investors. Oh, I I made the mistake. They call them retail investors, but people that don't do any fundamental analysis, they are not buying a company. They are buying a, they are speculating on price that the price is going to keep moving up. And unfortunately, when they don't look at price levels and they don't look at history, uh, they're going to get burned. And that's the old saying, when invest, uh, when traders become investors, another way of saying that they're now bag holders, they're holding the bag. So there's going to be some Tesla bag holders, people that didn't go out and didn't, didn't know any better. And I just had another thought that popped into my head about uh, ratio levels and whatnot. I like to look at research and development. Really cool thing. Pull up a balance sheet. Pull up a uh, financial statement on a company. If you don't know how, I guess you can go to YouTube and look how, I, I don't have time to explain it right now. Maybe we'll get into that. I can do a whole series on things I look at on a financial statement. Research and development, uh, not quarter over quarter, that's cyclicality. So I like, I rather prefer to look at the 10Ks instead of the 10Qs. So the Q is the quarterly, the 10K is the annual. I prefer to look at the annual statements because it accounts for any quarterly cyclicality that a company may experience or go through. So it's more of a complete uh, and accurate picture is looking at the annual. So you always want to look to make sure that a company is increasing or maintaining within a, you know, relative normal level, their research and development because if a company is not researching and developing, that means there's a big red flag that's telling me that they're diverting funds away from future growth for some current or underlying problem that we need to discover what that is. So that's one of the metrics I look at is just make sure that a company is, and especially for tech companies, how rapidly tech changes. Look at Apple's. I should have looked this number up, but come on, people. Like, I'm... <laughs> I'm rambling on about, I don't even know what anymore. I didn't even get into what I wanted to talk about here. Um, I was going to talk about the 25 uh, most widely held dividend stocks in ETFs. Uh, Anyway, so, damn it, I forgot what I was saying. I don't know what I was saying. I don't cut this out, by the way. This is going to make me a better speaker, and it is. I record, I used to edit this, not anymore. Every episode is a maximum of 30 minutes and I will talk pretty much extemporaneously going off a few bullet points for 30 minutes. So I think, oh, Apple, their research and development, they spend a lot of money on R&D. Most tech companies do because that changes so quickly and they need to be remain cutting edge and competitive. So it's in their best interest for their future prospects and the shareholders to be spending money on R&D. So as a shareholder, I always want a company even spending a little bit more on R&D because that tells me they want to stay on top. They want to stay growing. Just a great metric to look at. I didn't grab any water. You can hear me starting to go <laughs> getting a little dry here. It's like the Sahara Desert over here. And... Um, 
Yeah, so a lot of these retail investors, which is a name for beginning new investors, I don't know what I am. I'm not a pro, but I'm not by no stretch of the imagination am I a retail investor. So I guess I'm a, a purgatory trader or something. So check out StockTwits. You see a lot of retail investors on there. Just they don't understand what's happening. And it's kind of fun to watch a meltdown. Uh, I have been working on my book. I was going to mention that. I will say a blurb about it now. I have a book I'm writing about life, love, and investing. That's the loose title. Hoping to have it done by October 17th. This is really going to be hard. That's, what, five five weeks away. My mother and my oldest niece, who is Mackenzie, I'm sorry, I don't know. I believe she's 10, maybe? 9, 10, 11? 10-ish, we'll call it. They're coming in from Wyoming and they're going to be here for a few days to see me and hang out. So I was hoping to have it done and hand it to them. Uh, It's going to be an ebook. It's going to be on Gumroad because that'll be the easiest to start distributing it with. I would like to put it on Amazon, but we'll see how that goes. I want the ebook and I will make a um, audio version of it as well. Don't know... (laughs) That might be a little ambitious because, as you know, I work a full-time job. I do this podcast. I do YouTube videos. I have a website, and I'm squeezing it all in on top of spending time with my family. The one thing I am religious about is making time for my kids. My daughter, Ivy, is going to be 13 here in about three weeks. Teenager. God, it's these kids grow up quick. If you don't have kids, enjoy them at every stage. Enjoy them at every stage because they grow up so fast. And once you have kids, life goes by so quickly. And then my second, I have two daughters. My second will be 12 on De- in December, late right after Christmas. And that's, that's that. I didn't even talk about my portfolios. Look at this. I hope you like this. You know, subscribe, uh, share, and leave a, leave a review, please, if you like this. I could use it. I haven't bought anything. Yesterday was the holiday. The market was closed. And today I was all day inside. Um, I'm going to buy something tomorrow or Thursday. Don't don't you worry your pretty little head now. I'm buying something. And I did receive dividends though. but And I did sell something. We had a break. Uh, I sold Leap Therapeutics. It's a penny stock. Ticker symbol LPTX. I had bought in at a buck 99. And then I averaged down because you see, I break my rules. I am not a good trader. I keep telling myself I will be. It's it's not a lot of money, so don't worry about it. It won't. The kids won't uh, not eat if I if I lose this. But uh, I averaged down again at like 174, I think, and I got my average down to 186, I believe. And I sold today at 201. So I think I made about six and a half percent on my money. And even then, the two major emotions that drive the market are fear and greed. And they always say that fear will keep you out and greed will keep you in. (laughs) That's true. You're always afraid the market's going to go up more or going to go down more. You're not going to time it right. So you stay out. But when you're in, like I did with Leap Therapeutics, I just wanted my money back. And when I saw that I was 6% up, I was like, ooh, I could go for 10%. And I was like, oh, maybe then it'll hit 10 and it'll, I'll go for 12 and then 20. It'll never be good enough. Leap Therapeutics could probably go up a thousand percent. And I would say like, oh, I'm going to hold for 2000. So I just forced myself to do it. I did it. I said, you know what? I'll take 6%. That's really damn good in the span of maybe a month or so. I made 6% on my money. 
I'm going to take it. Whatever happens, happens. I did look at the chart and it looks like it's going to hit up against a resistance level on the 21 day moving average, which I think it bounced off of today just about. So I sold at a good time. I did receive dividends in both portfolios from Johnson and Johnson. And in the taxable, I received uh, dividends from Lionel Bazel, which I just talked about. Uh, received $10.50. Not a lot, but that's something, man. That's $10.50 I did not have to do anything additional for, but wait, I just had to wait. That's time. Like they say, money's best friend is compound interest and time. Dividends, you can get both of those. Dividends and money are just peas and carrots. We're like peas and carrots, Forrest. Forrest, hello, my name's Forrest, Forrest Gump. Great movie. I watched that in Washington, D.C. with my kids for the first time when we went back in January before I was doing this podcast. That's crazy. Okay, loco. I'm going to get you guys out of here. I'm going to save my list for Friday. It's going to be 25 of the most widely held uh, dividend stocks in ETFs, the dividend, their dividend giants. You can probably Google this if you want or just wait. We'll get to it on Friday. But oddly enough, I will give you the in the top 10, there is no McDonald's, which is one of my favorites. Pepsi is outside of the top 10. And number one will surprise you. But I will tell you that number two is tea. So you're going to have to wait until Friday to hear that answer. You can Google it if you want or just wait, I'll tell you on Friday. So what I did there is a little bit of psychology called opening up a loop. This is what movies do great. Thank you if you're listening, by the way. So loops, they, I just did it. I'm I'm having fun here. So all that a loop is, is when you start a story and then before you close that story, you start another one. And then you close the first story while the second one's still open, but then you open up a third loop. And before the second loop is closed, or before the second loop is closed, you open the third one. You tell a little about the third one. And then before that, you close the second loop behind it. And you just keep laddering loops like that. So it it keeps your brain engaged. Because when I just told you that, you don't know, you'll never believe what number one is. But number two is AT&T. I created a loop by telling you what you'll never believe what number one is. So you, you don't know. It, your brain is like, well, what is it? What is it? I want to know. And I told you number two is AT&T. So I closed that low loop. So in your brain right now, you have an open loop of not knowing what number one is on my list. And it's probably going to bug you. And you're probably going to go to Google and look up the 25 dividend giants that are held by ETFs. I don't mind if you do. So anyway, there's a little bit of psychology. You learn it. Now you'll see it. So when you're watching a television show or a movie, watch how many times you get a new piece of information And then they never give it closure before giving you another piece of information and then maybe even a third piece. And then they might close the first piece of information. But by then you have two more open pieces of information. So they're (laughs) opening loops. It's such a cool little trick. And I just taught you a little bit about basic psychology. And now you'll see it everywhere when loops are left open. All righty. I am going to ask you to subscribe, share my show, please, and leave a message. 
Uh, leave a comment, leave a review, follow me on Twitter at RustyRam78. Give me comments, give me feedback. Please give me feedback. I want to hear it. I'm such a good boy. I want to hear your feedback. I don't even know what that is. Bear with me. I'm trying to burn through this. And then follow me or subscribe to me on YouTube. Uh, that channel is also called Dapper Dividends. I do a little project called Stashing Worthy Acorns. And then I'm doing chart reading. I'm going to do two charts a week. Might do one tonight, maybe tomorrow. We'll see how I feel. When I'm done with this, I still got to eat. We got to eat. We <laughs> made me think of a joke. We so hungry. Go to YouTube and type in We So Hungry. They spell it, I think, H-O-N-G-R-Y too. Really funny. It's a uh, black comedian does this skit. We So Hungry. So good. So good. I'm going to take a break here. And when I get back, we're going to talk about my song of the show. Hello, hello, and I'm back. I didn't go anywhere. That was about two seconds elapsed on my time, but because I changed up the music, I'm letting you in on little secrets here. You see how I do the show. <clears throat> the song of the show is by a band from Copenhagen, Denmark. So I did play another band from Copenhagen called the Necromantics. This band, similar but kind of different. This is Volbeat, and the song is $16. This is a song that my kids really enjoy, probably their most favorite song by Volbeat. And so my kids have been hearing this for a few years, and it's funny. So right before the chorus starts, he says this about two or th three times in the song, but he says, It's seven in the morning and you lost all your money to a fat lady singing Boogie Woogie Chili Honey. I've been walking the streets again. And it, it's just, I, uh, Michael Pulse, Polson, <laughs> Polson, Michael Polson, if you are listening, I apologize for butchering your song. I'm not a singer. I play guitar though. I can play some of that song, but what I don't do well is sing. I am all self-taught. If you would like to know, I've done some singing on a few other podcasts. Try and find them. They're toward the beginning when I do it. <clears throat> so that's why I liked punk music. I played a lot of punk music. I played around with bands that were in garages, never joined a band. I almost joined a band that was from Valparaiso, Indiana. They were the cousins of a girl that I was dating who had just gotten done being a lovable a Chicago Bulls cheerleader. That is another story for another time. But if uh, I'll just leave it at that. That's another story for another time. Let's see if anybody wants to hear me tell about the uh, the lovable story. So uh, I'll tell my wife not to listen to that one. No, she's she's heard everything. I tell her everything. She's heard she's heard all my sto stories about Molly the lovable. So sixteen dollars by Volby. Go to Dapper Dividends on YouTube. I have all the songs. I upload them or I upload them. I save them to the Dapper Dividends podcast playlist. Just a great band. What I love about them is that they play, they infuse punk, rock and roll, heavy metal and rockabilly and some country and Western into their music. Super unique sound. I heard an interview with Michael Polson once who said, I play the music I love. I don't care if you don't like it. If it fits, it's Volbeat. If it's Volbeat, I play it. That, it, Boom. I'm hooked. Yes, please. 
toasty toasty that's uh that's a mortal Kombat little reference i don't know if you there i know i'm not the only one to play mortal Kombat. there's a netflix documentary <laughs> you see how this works i could just run you you would love to hang out with me on a saturday night sitting around a fire because i'll just on and on and on so uh what was i saying mortal Kombat. i just saw a documentary on netflix called not game over I forgot the name of it. It's brand new. It's a video game documentary on Netflix. Google that. Volbeat is from Copenhagen, Denmark. Uh, The singer, Michael Polson, he's 70. He's not 75. He was born in 1975. He's 45 and I am 42. So it's really cool to have somebody that's basically my age group. They started in the early 2000s. Fun band. Check out some of their songs. Check them out. Uh, on YouTube through my podcast link. And while you're there, subscribe to my channel. You don't even have to hit the bell. I'm trying to get the notif- get the uh, subscribers up. So please subscribe to that. Have some fun. I don't know what else I want to say. I'm having a good time. I'm going to get everybody out of here right now. And I will talk to all y'all on Friday. Peace. <laughs>